guys. What is up? We're here for an friends who are in metal bands. I'm sure you've seen many pictures of cats. One of the coolest things about yesterday was all the cats I see. What the fuck site was that? It was like metal... Metalium, fucking Metalocalypse, fucking yeah, Metal Encyclopedia. One of those metal fucking sites. They all, uh, they changed every single band photo to a cat. Yeah. Some of them were very much appropriate for the band. Like, I feel like they took some time to put this together. Yeah, one of one of the cats had like markings of a black metal face paint kind of <laughs> fucking thing, which was cool. And like, it was cool, man, to see like a lot of cats. And like, it's weird because I woke up yesterday and like hopped on the gram and seen one and thought it was funny. And then halfway through the day, realized it was a thing. And like everyone was doing it. And I'm like, okay, this is cool. Like, can we do this every day? Like, this is fucking cool. First one I saw was my friend. They said, yeah, so whoever did this, that's that's fucking hilarious. Like, you got us. And I think they thought that somebody just kind of, like, maybe hacked their account and switched their picture. Oh, yeah, yeah. They didn't realize at that point. Because that's the first one I saw. I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. Someone got in your account. <laughs> and then, like, everybody just started posting there. Oh, I've seen, like, realistically about 15 or 20 yesterday, and they were all great. So that was cool. Uh, also, just to, like just on the April Fool's thing, the uh, the singer from like Primitive Man <laughs> posted on Twitter that he will never ever do anything on April first ever again because like years ago he trolled everyone and said that he was quitting Primitive Man to do Indian full time as a noise guy about that. and just broke the fucking account like people were so he's like no that was that was too much to handle I'm I'm an introvert and this is never gonna happen again <laughs> so fuck that. I thought that was funny, and I do remember when he posted that because I got excited, but other people were not. So, just <laughs> I never celebrated April Fool's Day. It's not my gig, man. But you know, whatever. It's it's if you're into that sort of thing, I guess. <laughs> oh yeah, you get to a point and you realize everything on that day you take with a grain of salt. Yeah. If yeah. it seems like ridiculous, it's not real. No. No. Fuck all that noise. So, uh, but aside from that, how you been, man? You all right? Yeah, not bad, not bad. That's cool, man. You can work, work, and, and work, work. That's pretty yeah. much it. I you got to work fucking tomorrow, don't you? Uh, it's just a meeting. Okay. Just well, a not, meeting. Yeah, not nothing too crazy. Yeah, because that's, like that's not my actual work. It's like my side work. I got that you. That I'm like, hey, I'll do this because it's going to help me. And I'll, I kind of regret agreeing to do it because that's just additional work that I need to do on my free time. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> I want to yeah. fucking do. Yeah. Fucking workaholic Jared. Then I got meetings, and they're like, hey, well, show me where you're at. And I'm like, well, I'm at the same point I was at like three weeks ago because I don't want to commit time to doing this shit. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, well, that's uh, just, you know, take it easy, I guess, on the uh, liquids tonight, which you usually do. You're good. Me, on the other hand, I'm not going to. So, Oh, yeah, dude, live it up. I am trying to. We're not here for a long time. We're here for a good time. And always remember that whatever you're all about, always be all about being all about it. That's mm-hmm. my little two cents there. So, I'm stoked because this movie that we're talking about on this episode is a slasher. No surprise there. Mm-hmm. We're you know we kind of moved around a little bit recently, but we're back in the slasher genre. 
And this is a good one to me. Yeah, you were all about this movie. I love it. I've loved it since the first time I've seen it. And there's three April Fools-themed slasher movies. One being, obviously, April Fool's Day, which I love. And then another being Killer Party, which is pretty good, too. And this one's really good. Uh, Slaughter High from 1986. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just wanted to ask you one question. I forgot to mute my phone. Sorry about that, guys. Why the fuck was there a promotional poster that said, from the makers of Friday the 13th? For I this love that movie? poster. I, I fucking... That's the one with the skeleton, right? Yes. That's the most amazing poster ever. Why is that a thing, though? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that's I, why I used it for our, like, promoting this episode. Because I'm like, first off, why does it say that? Secondly, this is the most ridiculous fucking poster ever. It's pretty out there. Yeah, yeah. Like, you, like never, yellow you never see that poster for anything. It's always, like, to cover the VHS or, like, just the jester mask. Yeah. But yeah. that poster is a thing, and it fucking exists. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> what the fuck is going on, man? I learned, actually, you know, it's it's weird because I've seen this movie fucking, like, a hundred times randomly just throughout the years. But, like, I actually dug in, which I've never done before, on this movie and found out a lot of shit about this movie. And there's a lot going on, actually, mm-hmm. behind the scenes with this movie. Dude, um, I love doing Like, I, I think I got to watch a movie at least twice because usually the first time I watch it, I'm just researching shit. Yeah. I try not to. I try getting through at least one sitting without it, but it's usually... I. I can't help myself. I just start doing that shit. So I gotta watch it again to get actually get the full ex- the full experience of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Well, some of them you just catch shit. The more you watch it, the more you catch. You know, and this is this is one of those movies where it might have been like ten, fifteen times seeing it where I actually caught some shit that we'll get into. Yeah. Seriously. The first few times, it never registered with me. And then, like, after owning it and watching it from periodically, I'm like, whoa, what the fuck is that? Like, okay, okay. So, we'll get into that. But, uh, so this movie came out in 86. Ironically, the same year that April Fool's Day came out. Yeah, that's actually a point of contention a little bit. But this movie started production in late 84. And they were going to call it April Fool's Day. Mm Mm-hmm. Until they found out Paramount was releasing a movie under that title. Yeah, Paramount already had that name locked down, so they couldn't use it. Correct. But it was released in Japan under April Fool's Day. It's the only place, the only place in the world that released anything under the title, uh, for this movie under the title April Fool's Day. Fucking crazy, man. Like, yeah. So there's, there's some controversy there, I guess. But uh, it does start... Caroline Monroe. Probably most people would remember her, recognize her from Maniac. Yeah, her first... She did. She was actually pretty active in the 70s. Yeah, she was in the Dr. Fives movies. She was. She's in um, Dracula AD. Mm-hmm. She did the last horror film after Maniac. Mm-hmm. And then there's Don't Open Till Christmas, and then the Jess Franco movie Faceless. Faceless. That was yes. the thing that the, the most notable, the bigger... The most notable for, like, horror fans. Yeah. Well, yeah, she had that run there in the 80s. I mean, she was happening in the 70s, but, like, the Maniac, uh, Don't Open Till Christmas, Last yeah. Horror, last horror that, that might be the chunk that horror fans might know her most from. 
Yeah, she was in a, but yeah, but uh, probably even before Dr. Fives, she had a good run. Yeah, she shit. was, she had a decade in already acting and stuff. At that point, yeah. And then later on, I guess she did some music and stuff too. She was like a musician or whatever, but. Yeah, so she's like a main character in this movie. And uh, so I, I just, real quick, this was produced by Dick Randall. Okay. What do you know about Dick Randall? Um, it's uh, escaping me. I know I probably should know some shit about Dick Randall. I didn't know anything about Dick Randall until about an hour before you got here. <laughs> <laughs> he produced Girl in Room 2A under a different name, Claudio something. I didn't write it down. In Italy. <clears throat> Actually, I want to say... Girl in Room 2A was not an Italian film. It was an American film, and they used fake names to make it come across as an Italian film. Because well, he was under an alias of Claudio. Something. If I'm remembering correctly, that was the, that's the whole story with Room, Girl in Room 2A. Is, it's, it's not an Italian film. And they, okay. But they wanted it to come across as an Italian production. It might, maybe there's, the production is Italian, but a lot of people involved weren't, and I think they did a... Uh, fake names to make it appear more of an Italian. That would make sense then. Because, yeah, he... Might be off base. I know I've heard that about something I want to say. That makes sense. The guy's name is Dick Randall. I mean, that's about as American as Chuck oh, Steak, yeah. right? John Or Smith. Biff Webster. I don't know. What... Okay. Butch, Butch Cassidy. <laughs> and the Sundance Kid. Okay, so he did... Okay, so check this out, man. He yeah. did Girl in Room 2A, which me and you, you and I, however you want to say it, we love that movie. Yes. It might be one of my favorite Jello movies of all time. He did Pieces. This is the man behind fucking Pieces, dude. He produced it? Yes. Fuck. See? This is what I'm saying. I should know about this guy. Pieces. And the name just always... I don't know. I don't fucking know him. Also, Don't Open Till Christmas. Those are the big ones. Yeah. But he also did a lot of hardcore porn in the 70s. He did exploitation films. And Bruce... Exploitation films. One, fucking brutal. Starring Jim Kelly from Enter the Dragon, who was also in Black Belt Jones, which is a fire ass black exploitation movie. Oh yeah. Uh, and then he did uh, like The Curse of Bruce Lee. I don't know. It was like a Bruce exploitation, super gory, super fucking like after Bruce died. Yeah. So he's been, dude. I mean, pieces. Girl in Room Two A. Don't open till Christmas. You got Jim Kelly movie in there. You got some Bruce exploitation stuff in there. Plus all the fucking like black deep throat shit he did in the seventies. So this guy, so this is the this is the dude, Dick Randall. So I didn't know that until recently. I dug in and I was like, dude, this guy had you know. Yeah, I I know that I don't pay. I pay more attention to like directors and shit, and like maybe writers, fucking producers. Yeah, I like they slide under my radar, dude. Yeah, yeah. The names don't fucking ring bells for me. Like I just I kind of like brush them off, but yeah. I should pay attention because that guy's fucking. He's in it. Yeah, no, he he did some fire, and you know it's weird too because the the directors didn't really fucking do much. Oh yeah, these there there's the like fuck? what like three there was there's three, three but only two of them are fucking like traceable. <laughs> yeah, and they didn't do shit. It's like, well, what the fuck from the makers of Friday the Thirteenth? Well, Mancuso and Paramount had their fingerprints all over the actual April Fool's Day. I was like, if anything, from the makers. Of Friday the 13th would be April Fool's Day, not Slaughter High, because Mancuso is 
like at that point owned the franchise of Friday the Thirteenth. Fucking um, and Paramount owned the franchise. It's like they did. Oh, we got fucking Manfredini to do the score. He's like w- one step away from Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, I'm gonna make us a Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, what the fuck is that, dude? And by the <laughs> way, by the way, uh, good point. Harry Manfredini did the score on this on this movie. I'm gonna go with he accepted the job off of probably not as much money as he wanted or would normally do because there's so much recycled. Yes, there's a lot of shit he used for the Friday Thirteenth in the second series. half. Yeah, and then the original, what I'm guessing is the original part, honestly, makes me want to hammer myself in the fucking head. It's bad. I can't deal with it. Way too goofy. It, it's like, yeah, it's, it reminds me of, like, Killer Clowns from Outer Space fucking full moon production type score. Or the, when the two uh, cops, fucking cops from, from fucking Halloween, Halloween 5. five. Dude, yes. I almost texted you the other night, like, every time that score hits, it's like the two cops from Halloween 5, and I just want to stick a fucking pencil in my ear, dude. And it's, that's one of my least. That that is like what I hate the most on Halloween Five. Everybody says it's a bad movie. I can deal with the movie. Yeah. Minus the stupid Keystone Cops. Can't do it. And the score that goes along with them. Can't do it. <laughs> I can't fucking do it, man. So the first half of this movie has Manfredini doing this goofy, and he like loops it, speeds it up, slows it down. In the second half, once the killing starts, once the slasher aspect starts, he starts chiming in recycled old school Friday the Thirteenth samples. Like not even like parts that you may have missed that you don't real recognize. Ooh. There's straight parts like that is one hundred percent like a known part from Friday the Thirteenth, and it happens quite a bit in the second half too. Yeah, and even the dude jumps out with a hockey mask and says, "Who did you think I was, <laughs> Jason?" And that's the first Friday the Thirteenth sample that happens. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, they went there. So I mean, what what is it? They're they're like, is that a sl- slap in the face of Paramount and Mancuso? Like, oh yeah, you guys own the rights to the name April Fool's Day, so we're gonna fucking lie and say this is from the makers of Friday the Thirteenth, and we got Manfredini under contract, so he's just gonna steal all the samples from your franchise, and we're gonna. I, don't I know think the whole that... I think the whole from the makers of Friday the Thirteenth was more of a marketing ploy. Oh, like for throw sure. that shit on a fucking poster. That's just gonna put asses in seats. Yeah. Back in a time before the internet, where people could actually like see shit, they're just gonna see that poster and be like, "Let's go see it." Yep. Yeah. Makes sense. W- what do you got on this film, man? So okay, so this movie for anybody who hasn't seen it, it takes it's 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 the whole prank gone wrong, which I guess you could say it prank gone wrong. I still look at it. That was fucking straight up what they wanted. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then. Um, once the killing starts, you already know who's doing it. It's not really hidden. No. Um, so with that aspect, I mean, I don't know. Awesome movie, I think, for the most part. Um, real tidbits for this. Well, I don't got uh, not really a shit ton. I got a few. Um, you know that the uh, the guy that played Marty. Oh yeah, the guy who played Marty was. Um, battled with depression like before he even did this yes. and then shortly after making this like intentionally OD'd yeah like right after the movie I, I guess was wrapping up and all the scenes were complete and they were just finishing editing he, he like took his own life and shit they actually had to bring in somebody else to because they had to do some filler shots good I guess for the production that it was shots of him in the jester mask so they were able to get somebody else to do it yeah but Kind of sucks to do that. It's almost like the fucking uh, Poltergeist 3. 
two. Oh, with Carol Ann. Carol Ann. Is three. that three? Yeah, Yeah, three. where they had to get somebody else to do it, and people were fucking livid. Yeah. People on the set were they livid that they were doing that. Like, this is fucking disrespectful. Don't fucking do this. Yeah. Yeah, It's kind of yeah. like that thing. A little different, not like a eight-year-old. Suffering still, from a debilitating disease. This guy, yeah. like, was suffering from depression and just took his own life, like, yeah, but it still way, sucks to have still... to bring in somebody who, like, you're you're filling in the shoes and playing a character who's dead now. Yeah, so that happened. Um, th- this was his only film appearance. Mm-hmm. The guy that played Marty. Yeah, the uh, the director and stuff and the writer, they were actually kind of concerned, like, kind of like they knew he had depression. They knew he was deep battling with it, and after he killed himself, they kind of were talking to the mom, and they're kind of voiced their concerns about, you know, did. Did we kind of like lend make to this, it, make like, it worse. make this worse because of the character he's playing? And, and the mom actually said, like, no, um, he enjoyed this was like the high point that he's had for first time in a while coming here making this movie. Wow, so yeah. it's almost like the, it almost seems like this was his high point, And then once the movie ended, he knew that there was nothing. He had no more high points to look forward to, to look forward to. Yeah. So his depression got the best of him again. My assumption. Anyway, who knows? I could be fucking way off base, but yeah, there's not much on it online, you know. But I did, I do know that that happened, and it's sad, it's fucked up. But like, his fucking like the movie turned out great. Like his role that he played was fucking awesome. He nailed it. Even yeah. even when even when like at the end when he's like stoked that he fucking killed everybody and he's like fucking Marty Ransom, like he's like pumped and shit, like. He sold that shit real, real well, and uh, that sucks because he probably could have been fucking, who knows, man. You know right. what I mean? But uh, yeah, so there's that happened. Uh, so this was a British production. It was made to look like an American production, um, which is like I always thought it was weird that they say something. They, there's the line about we just have to last till noon. Yeah, what I guess f- that's a British thing in Britain, in England. Fucking ha- April Fool's Day ends at noon. I did see. Now I was fucking. And then really after, if, you, if it's like that. once you hit noon hits, they can't prank you. Like there can't be pranks. Okay, and shit. I didn't know that. What's the what's the guy's name? Skip. Uh-huh. He's like, dude, we only got until noon, and I'm like, motherfucker, I don't know if you know this or not, but like, <laughs> it's a 24 hour holiday, son. What do you? <laughs> okay, so that makes sense. I didn't even know that. So like, because he kept telling her that we just gotta last one we more gotta hour last more and more hour it's almost noon and i'm like that doesn't work that way man so uh <laughs> okay so that makes sense uh but yeah most of the uh actors and actresses in this movie had to like nail down an american accent to make it an a presented as an american slasher but they were all from not here there was, there was like only one, one. Yeah. one person and people questioned her accent <laughs> she's actually American. yeah yeah so like but anyone that's that knows maniac front to back like like you do like i do knows that caroline monroe definitely had an accent in that movie she oh, wasn't yeah. trying to hide it it's just the way she that's how it works but in this one I think she was trying to sound American, and it shit slips, man. It, a couple times you're like, but but I seen Maniac a hundred times before I seen this one a hundred times, so I was just used to hearing her voice like with the accent. So I never really paid attention until like recently I watched it. I'm like, she's really really working that fucking American accent. And she's not really doing a hundred percent. She's like at eighty percent. See, I never like when in like slashers, I never fucking really pay attention to 
their accent or like where they're from because like, i just even if even if it's like takes place in new york at nyu like if someone has a fucking accent i'm just gonna assume like okay well they're just in america but they're from some like doesn't i never it never would take me out never, never gonna make me second guess like wait a second this yeah. isn't american so it, that never i never really paid attention to that so even all her like the, I, the, her shit slipping because i think i hear it more with her like it slips a few times yeah but i never noticed that until it was i like read up on it and i'm like wait okay because it yeah like you said it's just you don't pay attention to this shit like I never that. Thought about it i mean shit was it People with Christian Bale never realized he was from England. Fucking Mel Gibson in Mad Max. They had to overdub all of his shit. Then he just lost that accent. That's just fucking gone. Yeah, by lethal weapon, he had nailed <laughs> to the fucking cross. Well, I guess what was it with Mel Gibson? He wasn't actually born there. He was born here and then moved there when he was a little kid. Yeah, he's like a real strong Australian, was it? Yeah. and then the accent? Yeah, and then moved back here when he got older. And Mad Max was his first real, and his accent was so strong, but they wanted to sell it to American audiences, so it was overdubbed. But by Thunderdome, he was fucking on a roll. Like, he didn't, you, that accent was gone. So. And then at some point, he, like, got religious and racist. And yeah, just turned into a douchebag. <laughs> like... it, it happens to some of them, you know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the accents never really fuck bothered me at all, dude. I'm used to watching, like, poorly dubbed kung fu movies so i'm definitely not going to fucking nitpick about anything where the the dubbing don't even match up at all or the voice don't match up at all fucking italian films oh that too yeah i mean they're all dubbed (coughs) yeah and some of them are fucking like some of them they nail like the person who dubs it like that voice actually matches what that person looks like (coughs) some of them it's like did you try i know any effort yeah so that that the accents never bother me, but so my bad. Here we um, Simon Scudamore, yeah. by the way, was Marty in this movie. So R.I.P. Bud. Uh, yeah, this was uh, London, England. Uh, they started and Virginia Water, Surrey, Surrey. Was this? That's where it was filmed. And um, yeah, it was a uh, inside was a rundown school, and then the outside was a fucking rundown mental hospital. Right. Which funny to note that rundown mental hospital eventually became luxury apartments. Really. Yeah. So like, picture like Eloise becoming apartments, which honestly I think Eloise is becoming apartments. It makes sense. That makes sense. I got Elo- Eloise is like a yeah a mental hospital around us that's kind of had a uh, a history behind it. Yeah, there's been movies made about it, docs made about it. As teenagers, I've broke in there a few times and the, tun- the tunnels before they flooded them. Yep, the, it's uh, yeah that was a kind of a thing. But uh, yeah, Eloise, yeah craziness. Uh, it did. This movie did have a limited theatrical release. Yeah. Um, in the U.S., Vestron Pictures put it out on November 14th, 86, and it went until about February, 87, and then again in April, 87. And it opened on a total of 38 screens 
on April 24th, 87. But it only earned about 90000 between April 24th and 27th. So I think they kind of like pulled the plug on it. Oh, yeah, that's, I mean, that's really not that great. No. But, I, I mean, mean, at that point was 86 slashers kind of on their downslide. Yeah, but, I mean, it did, it was, it was profitable. It's just not the way they envisioned it. April Fool's Day was way more successful, but I think it had way more backing, too. Of the commercials and the, the the ending of that just probably well, yeah, word a- of mouth. April Fools was a major studio picture. That's Paramount. Yeah, and Mancuso had the money to back it to promote it. So this was the uh, little engine that could, as far as like the. This was like the fucking was it Volcano and Dante's Peak. Yeah, like this was. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that's bit. Yeah, you're right. No, it was man. Um, so yeah, that that you know. And then, uh, yeah, like we said earlier, it was released as April Fool's Day in Japan. So in Japan, how, what, what is Slaughter High? What is April Fool's Day in Japan? I would think still April Fool's Day. I thought it was called something else, though. Like, Was that one had a dis- Did that one have a different name? Yeah, it was... Um, I Don't quote me on this, please. Uh, what's the uh, Hack in the Box? Like Jack in the Box at the end. Yeah, I think they called April Fool's Day Hack in the Box, and the fucking promotional poster had the thing that Dude. pops out at the end when she cuts her throat. I don't know how fake. I didn't see that before because that's fucking. That's that. legit. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. I want that Japanese VHS. Yeah, when Deborah Foreman's cranking yeah. the thing at the end and like she gets her throat cut and it's haha jokes on you. It's like Hack in the Box. I think was like the alternate title to April Fool's Day. I could be wrong though. Don't quote me on that. Okay, so. Here's the, I guess this is a good segue into this. Okay, so April Fool's Day. Everything's fake. Right. Everything's fake. And right. it gets to the end when it's revealed that it's fake, and then it's a fake death at the end. And we've talked about this in the episode, and my contention was it would have been way better if the very end she actually does get killed. Like, she actually does get her throat slit. That was supposed to be the original ending, correct? I can't remember if that was actually After supposed to. After the whole to. party and the three-dog night playing and everyone's... And then she's yeah. in her room hammered. She actually does get killed. And they're like, no, that's a little too... See, that should have been. I remember we, I remember we talked about it. I can't remember if that was the intention. And they just decided not to go that route. Right. But I remember thinking it would have been way more, be- way better if did that. And just even if the person goes out the window and it's just her laying there with her slit, throat slit and fucking curtains blowing in the wind cut credits would have been awesome this movie and maybe i interpret this ending wrong but in my understanding of how this plays out he gets fucked up at school in the beginning right then they jump to 10 years later and it's the uh, the reunion, reunion. Mm-hmm. everything that happens in that reunion and in there is not real it is in Marty's head, and then he wakes up at the hospital, and that's when he kills the nurse and then kills the doctor. But all the gotcha. kills didn't actually happen. Those gotcha. were just in his fucking head. Yeah, because we'll even skip, like, when he was given the backstory. He said he winded up in a, wound up in a mental hospital and then eventually got better and started working for IBM because yeah. he was, like, super smart and, like... That makes sense. That, because that, after he kills uh, Caroline... But he didn't really kill her, though, did he? He stabs her with the fucking yeah, javelin, but, yeah, but and leaves that, her. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then the the fog, and then all them all them come back, right. dead, coming at him, 
and then he jumps up in bed from the, or starts screaming in the hospital. Yeah. And that's when the nurse comes in. Then after that, the doctor comes in and realizes he turns around and he has the nurse killed and then stabs him in the eye. Right, right. And then rips shit off credits. This almost is, it's almost like the ending of Nightmare City to an extent where it was all dream. But Nightmare City, it's like it was a dream, more of a premonition. And then it, you see that's going to unfold because he shows up at the airport and all this shit just starts happening again. Yeah. But with this one, it's almost like he dreamt it and then he kills the nurse, kills the doctor. So it's almost like, well, it could happen. Or the end of Maniac. You mean to tell me mani- mannequins came alive and fucking tore apart? Well, yeah, but... That's a it's dream st- sequence. It has to be a dream sequence. Yeah, there's something there in Maniac, but in Maniac, all those deaths that led up to all that was real. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, they were looking for him. The cops burst in and then find him dead. Right, right. Okay. But with this one, it's like maybe those kills didn't happen. Because this is a movie. This is a movie where, when you start watching it, me personally, anyway, I wanted this movie to end with he fucking kills them all, and then just walks away into the fucking sunset. Because fuck all of them. Because well, they're yeah, pieces yeah. of shit. Yeah. So he. This is a movie where they. I would have loved it if they played out where she fucking killed everyone and then just leaves the school and just disappears. Well, and the janitor that then became the caretaker said that the place was getting tore down in a month. Yeah. So get get it in while you can. So all those dead bodies in there and then they just demolish it and he's long gone. That That's a cool, that's a cool way. Because all those people it. got what they deserved. Yep. He's fucking gone. And all those years from that fucking prank gone bad kind of gig he just envisioned killing all those motherfuckers like he just roiling hate because yeah I always took it as that was just all in his head and he wakes up at the hospital yeah I don't know that's, and that's, then he kills the nurse and then kills the doctor yeah I mean yeah I'm not sure man or if what Skip said when he was given the backstory was right like he got better and but I don't know yeah that's weird that's kind of weird and I didn't think about it that way but yeah yeah I always took it as it was in his head like he dreamt it but that like, kind of plays like the what whole he April wants Fool's to do. thing. Like it's like a meta fucking like what you know. Still better. I still feel like it's it's a better movie than April Fool's Day. In terms of, it's not so blatantly like none of these kills actually happened. Everybody's alive. Right. I'm going to start a fucking B and B type of shit. Yeah. Boy, that's a tough. Because at least at the very least, if all of that was a dream. There are still two actual deaths, deaths at the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, man, that's tough. Ah, man, I'd have to go. I mean, I'd have to go with April Fool's Day. Over this? Yes. Oof. Not by much, though. I like April Fool's Day. I don't hate it like everyone else does, but I think this one's just a fucking place in my heart for April Fool's. Honestly, Day. this one would be even higher. I think if. That stupid score. Oh, I know. Maybe that's what's <laughs> killing it for me. Maybe that's what's killing it for me because I. Here's the thing, Slaughter High. The kills are better. Ninety nine percent because there are no kills in April Fool's Day on screen. Okay, so let's just. There, there's really no actual film. Filmed deaths in fuck. It. It's like leads you to believe that a death happened. Yeah. In April Fool's Day, this one is straight up, dudes head goes into a nail or whatever and then he's like crucified to a fucking door 
And then just that the the acid bath that the chick gets, he electrocutes. Dude, okay, there's some. Okay, we'll get into the kills in a minute. <laughs> I'm just saying, like April Fool's Day, Amy Steele is pure fire. Okay, mm-hmm. and fucking, uh, on a personal level, when when I first seen it, I had already known who Biff was from. Oh yeah. Okay, and then the dude from uh, just one of the guys, also, which was one of my favorite movies when I was a kid. Was also in this movie, and then Deborah Foreman was in like Valley Girl and like a couple other '80s movies, and I'm like, this is amazing, and I don't know why. And then like Foreman turns from Muffy to Buffy, or however that happened, and it's like, <laughs> I uh, okay, I, I'm just saying, okay, so it's hard for me to say that like I like. Slaughter High more than April Fool's Day just because it's fucking April Fool's Day and uh but yeah the kills in fucking Slaughter High are like top shelf and uh just the fact that it's a revenge thing too because April Fool's Day was not based on any type of a revenge or like fuck you kind of thing it was just like a happening that yeah you know what I'm saying this was like Marty was coming back for your ass (laughs) and he meant it dude Marty fucks he does he fucking really does Marty fucks I mean, he was vengeful when he came back. Dude, okay, so what I was going to get into with the kills, it's like awesome kills. There's a lot mm-hmm. of really good ones. Mm-hmm. But there are also just like a few just murder set pieces where like the it, it's, it's just a kill for a kill and they set up a thing that doesn't make any fucking sense for there to be a kill. Like they're supposed to be at a, a reunion, a 10-year reunion at their school that's run down, and they still don't know who the fuck put it on and what, why they're the only ones there. I don't know why they don't question that more. But even after Homeboy's guts explode, why why did the chick take a shower or a bath? Yeah, see, I didn't understand that either. Why would you get in a bath after someone is fucking dead, man? Why is the two people fucking on a... Just a, a random bed? After the scene from Alien <laughs> happened? <laughs> There's so many questions. There's so many that's things why, that make no that's sense. That's why it plays into the dream factor. Because like he, how does that make sense, dude? What? How does that make sense, dude? If you fucking... If me and you are fucking sitting here, like, partying or whatever and drinking and, and your stomach explodes after shotgun and a beer, I'm not going to take a bath. And I'm not going to, like, <laughs> bang anybody. I... I'm fucking like, what just happened? So, dude, I hope I had hoped that you would just go bang somebody in my honor, Steve. Dude, you're laying on my kitchen floor with your stomach blown out like fucking alien. Okay, so just go pick up a chick and bang her, and think to yourself, this is what Jared would want. I still gotta deal with your body and phone calls and shit going and explanations and paperwork and everything else. <laughs> okay, we're not talking about an abandoned building. I have an address and I am traceable here. I'm on the grid, son. So, <laughs> no, but like, I didn't understand that the chick in the bathtub. Why is that a thing? Yeah. I mean, I, it's seriously like a they had the idea for a kill and how to pull it off, and they're like... It was a great kill scene. Well, let's just throw it in there. No, it was a great kill scene. Like, the whole fucking, like, being, like, replacing water with nitric acid. Oh, phenomenal. Just melted her to fucking death. But, like, why is she in a fucking bathtub? Why did she, yeah, why did she, like, separate from the pack and just, like, find a, a clawfoot tub <laughs> yeah. in a school... What in the fuck? School, school has a clawfoot tub. Yeah, what the fuck is going on, man? Yeah, I don't know, man. 
I don't know, man. It's like fucking uh, like Friday we, the Thirteenth. Eight. Jason takes Vancouver. Fucking Hudson. We Bay. don't watch slashers for the continuity, obviously. No, but no. come on, you're in a fucking school. Nobody has a claw foot tub in a school with like a fucking curtain and shit. <laughs> they have showers know. with like eight fucking shower heads. Why was there a bed with a bed? Post? That too. <laughs> it's like an old fucking bed frame. It was hooked up to a car battery or something that she got fried with or some shit. I don't know. Well, man. yeah, because they fucking they fucking hooked the the thing up to the fucking towel rack. Yeah, yeah. So that's what he did to fucking the bed frame. Jesus. Okay, so moral of the story is. The fucking movie rules, dude. But there's some questionable like plot holes in. There's a yeah, yeah. Which, there's a couple. Which, like, as you said, I think lends to it being him dreaming. He's just dreaming of killing them. Yeah. And how he'd kill them. Yeah. Oh, oh, and let's not forget the hanging scene. Oh yeah. That's great. You know how grim that is, dude. It's so fucked up. Like, my my attention to detail when I watch movies in general. When he hung that dude, the one leg, like, curled all weird and shit. Like, he stiffened up and shit. And I'm like, okay. That's pretty dark for a fucking, like... If you listen to the score, the first half, and then you see that, you're like, we took a turn for the worst. We're not in Kansas anymore. Because <laughs> that hanging scene is like Brooks from Shawshank Redemption. It's like... Like, instant, like, that's pretty dark shit, man. He just, like, fucking just his mannerisms are like, dude, he just got hung. He's dead. Like, fuck me. But then he lives somehow and fucking, like, gets killed by accident by Carolyn Monroe at the end. See, I didn't take that as him living. I took that as Marty gripping up his body and fucking putting it. Yeah, maybe that the door. Got she the hatchet to the hatchet fucking his yeah, face. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's just that Skip got hung, and then he's not hung anymore, and he's hatchet to the fucking face and shit. So, I don't know, man. But it's you know, overall, dude, we can nitpick at it, which is what we do here. But great movie, Slaughter High, fucking rules, man. I'll throw that shit in all the time. I watch it quite often, actually. Like I said, get rid of the that the dumps part of that fucking score. Yeah. And I'd appreciate this movie ten times more. Yeah. I really like this movie, but that score sucks. What's worse? The score in the first half of this movie or the 80% Three Dog Night score in fucking April Fool's Day? (laughs) 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 Because let me tell you, my mom was a huge Three Dog Night fan growing up, and that's the worst shit I've ever heard in my life, dude. I mean, the end of April Fool's Day is great with, like, the prosthetics, everything's out in the open, champagne, but that Three Dog Night song needs to get the fuck out, dude. It's not even cool, man, so... Anyway, yeah, I don't know what's worse. I don't know what's worse, man. That might be the dividing factor for me on on the two, but... uh... And, uh... Just point out for all those people that, like, look for shit in the background, the, uh... When the manager calls fucking Carol Monroe... Like, hey, you going to be in this fucking picture? Do you ever notice the posters in the background? I didn't, know. There's a Pieces poster hanging. Is it really? In his office. Yeah, a Pieces poster hanging on the wall. And I... Oh, I did... Okay, wait, wait, I did. Yeah. Like, long ago. You're right. And there's, like, two others, and I can never really make them out, and I never take the time to fucking actually try to figure out what they are. I think one of them might be Toxic Avenger, but I don't know if that makes any sense, because I don't think that was time-wise. No, it was. 
Toxic Avenger was like 84. Oh, it was 84. Okay, yeah. So maybe it is. Okay. It might be. I just, the logo looked like Toxic Avenger. I don't see Toxion anywhere, but the logo looked like that. But yeah, definitely 100% pieces fucking poster. I do, I do remember and like that. like another one. I do remember that. And then the fact that the Dick Randall did pieces. That Yeah, that ties in. That actually makes a lot of fucking sense. And I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that other one isn't a Toxic poster and it's something else that one of those had a hand in. Could be. Could be. Because I think there's two other posters and I could never make them out. Yeah, the pieces one, I do remember seeing that. I'm like, dude. And speaking of that, off subject, on subject, today I watched 976 Evil just because I am just threw in a random tape while I was kind of cleaning up. Mm-hmm. And uh, the posters, when they're playing poker above the the horror festival, and it's like there's a Maniac poster right behind Dude Man, Run DMC poster, uh, Dude's wearing a Return of the Living Dead shirt. Fucking, I just... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just like some random <laughs> shit you see. Dude, I think my favorite random, like, background poster in a movie is uh, Evil Dead. In The Hills Have Eyes? Yeah, it's the in the basement of the cabin. Yeah. There's just a Hills Have Eyes poster. Like, in the Evil Dead. Yeah, yeah. Like, why the fuck is that there? Well, there was a, there's a story behind that. That makes no fucking sense. Read up on it. That's there for a reason. Is it? Yes. Have I missed this for all these years? Yes, have I just because there's my a mind, reason that that poster's there, and there's a reason it's ripped in half too. Really? Yeah. What the fuck have I missed over these years? Got to read up on I it. I don't man. like this. I don't like this. Yep. I don't like that I missed this. And also, uh, Wes Craven put an Evil Dead poster in one of his movies as a slap back at. It's it was a thing. It, it, no, I, I'm trying to think between what movie the Ramies, that was. Between the I, Ramies and Wes Craven, there was a thing that happened. I remember a uh, Evil Dead poster in oh, Wes Craven when I can't remember what the fuck uh, it was. It was uh, not one of the bigger ones, but it was... You know what I'm saying. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm talking I know about. what you're talking about. There's an Evil Dead poster in a Wes Craven movie for a reason. Just like there was a ripped in half Hills Have Eyes poster in the underneath part of the cabin or the one room of the cabin and it's in the basement yeah in the basement of evil evil dead the first one yep we, we won't well next episode we'll tackle that but yeah that was the thing that was a see th- now i gotta read up on because i don't know how i've missed this yeah because i've said this I, dude i've said this fucking years ago like why the fuck is this shouldn't be there this makes no sense like i get putting things in movies like but that one makes zero sense it's like a fucking rundown cabin in the woods why the fuck would it have a Hills Have Eyes poster. Right, but it's like, it's there for a reason, and they ripped it in half so it doesn't have Dude Man's face on it, so they can't, couldn't get sued for Okay, now I'm going to look having his that. Fa- it, just clearly, had, it just said the Hills Have Eyes, the bottom. Clearly, I've missed something over the years. <laughs> well, look look into that. So, you got some homework to do. I'm, but, uh, I'm doing it. I'm doing <coughs> it. Yeah, so, uh, Slaughter High, 86. Uh, great movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially the second half as far as score and kills. Yes. Totally awesome. And uh, last thing I'm going to say about it is I always looked at it as a hybrid of Carrie and what's the other one I was thinking of earlier? Carrie, like, the coach is like the coach and Carrie. Gotcha. They're in an assembly line. He insults all of them. Do you realize what the fuck you did? They're in detention. They're being punished for the whole thing. They're picking on Marty. 
Yeah. So it was like Carrie meets like uh, what, what other movie was I thinking? I don't know. It was like a high school fucking uh, horror movie from some time. Maybe like fucking graduation day or something. It was like graduation day meets Carrie. You know, so yeah, I would definitely uh yeah, if you it's on uh Tubi. Yeah, Tubi has for it. free, so like you can watch it on it's probably on YouTube also. Yeah, more than likely I don't Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so you can you don't have to pay money. But uh yeah, anything else you want to add to Slaughter High, dude? No, man, I think we pretty much t- checked all the boxes on this. Um I'm pretty sure we did too. Hundred percent worth checking out. Um it's I'm gonna say out of the three April Fools type movies, it's two this is like one of the bigger ones with April Fool's Day. Yeah. In my mind. Killer Party's always gonna be third. Yeah. But it's really hard for me to choose between April Fool's Day and, and Slaughter High as far as the, the three. I and I love Killer Party, it's just it doesn't hold. It's not even gonna come close to If Killer Party would have picked what kind of movie it wanted to be, it would have been a way better movie. It started as a fucking slasher and ended as like supernatural something the gate key and the gatekeeper <laughs> and just weird shit happened and oh we gotta get these two together <laughs> yeah something tells me that would be bad <laughs> exceptionally bad uh but yeah so uh what have you been listening to man uh listening to let's see um so isaac from every grind band in the past five years worth listening to. Killer drummer, man. Fucking runs Blast Attic. He's got a new project that just released an album. Um, Nyctophagia? I think it's Nyctophagia? I'm just gonna say that's how you pronounce it. There's a Y in there. Um, fucking, he drums on it. Fucking blistering, like, gore grind with some fucking D-beat elements. Um, if you like some general surgery and regurgitate, if you like some DB and death metal, Excellent. it's pretty much really? blowing that up, and that's that. Oh, yeah. I always feel free to send me. Like I probably should start doing that more. Because I, I just, why, I, that, I just listen to stuff, and then I go on with my day. Good God. I send you shit all the time. Like Send <laughs> me some. I would have loved to hear that. Dude, fucking the, the, the ping is real in this one. Oh, God, yeah. Well, what the fuck? You just hear man? that like snare, like, ping, 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 ping. It's so fucking the old good. piccolo fucking. Uh... <laughs> fucking love it, man. When Cody had that piccolo, I loved it. Oh, Zach used to have the piccolo, and I loved it. Like oh, that's so good. Fuck. Um, so I was checking that out. Awesome. Just, just, just got released. Um, then I played uh, Enzyme, a punk band from Australia. Their LP, Howling Mind, or uh, is that EP or LP? I think EP. LP. LP. Howling Mind came out in 2019. Uh, from Australia, members of uh, Piss Christ and Chromosome. Kind of has that if you're fans of like. Um, Disorder, Chaos UK, maybe some confused. Super, it's it's not super noisy, but it's noisy. But the bass fucking carries it, and that bass fucking cuts through. It's not super distorted out. Okay, bass carries it. Fucking amazing punk, just straight punk. Um, Hellish View. I think they're from, if I'm remembering correctly, Minnesota. Um, listen to their 2020 EP, uh, Holy Horrors. They're just straight up like. Disclose worship, anti Cymax, fucking nice. Just DB raw punk, no frills. That's what it is, cool. and it's I love it. Like people, a lot of people talk shit. They say there's so many like disclose and discharge clones out there, but I think these guys shine through as an example of if you're gonna do it, this is how you can do it. Okay. Um, 
And then this other band, it's, I never heard these guys before, uh, Skull Ripper. I think they've been out uh, at least a handful of years, but they just released an LP, Doomed Future. It's basically, they're from Portland. It's pretty much just like dirty, raw punk, some deviant elements. Nothing like, no like uh, reverb vocals or anything, just raw, dirty sounding vocals and just no frills. Fuck yeah. Pretty man. good shit, man. Um, but for the most part, that's uh, all I can remember listening to. Oh, fuck, man. I mean, how am I going to fuck with that? That's, uh, <laughs> like, fucking Jesus. Oh, the frick Isaac's shit. What the fuck are you doing to me here? Um, <laughs> uh, Dude, you always have a list of bands I and do. some fucking, like, story behind them. Yeah, but... I always come through with just a name of a band and don't talk anything about anything about them. Yeah, I'm just but, like, yeah, listen to this. Came a little bit more prepared on the music front this time. Yeah, you did, and that... Like, I'm sold on all of that shit right now because, uh, especially the uh, Minnesota band there. Hellish uh, View? Yeah, dude. What the fuck, man? So we'll, maybe we'll rip some of that after this. They're killer, man. I love them. Yeah. I mean, uh, and I want to hear Isaac shit, too. Dude, I have nothing, like, that's going to blow anyone's skirt up or anything. Uh, it's just uh, last week was the 30th anniversary of Sepultura's Arise. All right. So I jammed that. Yeah, it was the album that might have changed my view on just music in general. I heard it at a very young age because I had a cool uncle. Uh, Green Machine from Japan. We jammed them before you... Uh, before. Yeah, you had that on uh, just before. Yeah, they've... I mean, if you're into sludge uh, or subgenres of sludge or doom I'm sure you've stumbled across Green Machine uh, Nuke fucking Nuke which one? well the self-titled okay Delta City's great too but uh yeah the self-titled it's just a short story before I read off the last couple uh do I do the Spotify thing Jared is definitely the fucking king of kings when it comes to physical copies and wax and cassette I'm broke as fuck, so I spend a lot of my money, expendable money, on VHS and stream my music. Jared just doesn't do that, and he buys physical copies, which is rad, so I go to his place and jam the actual records. But um, where I was going with that was I got the Spotify thing that I do, and I listen to most of my music on there, Mm -hmm. but a lot of the Detroit stuff that I'm really into is not on Spotify. There's a bunch that's not on Spotify. There's a whole lot that's not on Spotify. So I've been like trying to get away from that just to change it up a bit because I have the set amount of bands that I, you know, and the playlist that I've made that I've had for two years. Yeah. And I always just shelve so much of the good shit that it's not on Spotify, okay? So I hopped over to YouTube recently about five days ago and just started pulling up some shit that I really haven't heard in a while and I haven't been to a live show in over a year so it's been a while since I've heard a lot of the local stuff Detroit stuff anyway Nuke I jammed Nuke love it dude I fucking (laughs) I can't say enough about Nuke all members of that band and every contribution on those two releases are fucking phenomenal and I know I've said that on previous episodes but I miss seeing them live. Um, to stay in the vein of Detroit, Anguish. I've been listening to a lot of Anguish pre-Under the Influence. Under the Influence was their last release, and that might be my favorite, just because it 
it's more of what I'm into, but the earlier stuff I'm really getting into as well. And I fucking I just there's not a bad anguish release, but I've been jamming some of the earlier stuff. So Oh yeah. Uh really good stuff, man. Um Final Assault from Detroit. Absolutely. Yeah, the two thousand nine release. Uh I I can't say enough about it. It's fucking amazing, dude. Uh, it's just like straight old school D beat. Yeah. It's, it's fucking face melting. Good stuff, man. Front to front to finish. And uh Well the the F O A D I've been pretty much jammed like mostly that, like early perversion, uh shit fucker, like the earlier shit fucker stuff. And uh, that's that's pretty much it for the Detroit stuff. And then uh, Instinct of Survival, I threw that shit on, like, North of Nowhere. Uh, Sword Wielder and Axe Grinder, that kind of that realm. Yeah, yeah. The stenchcore shit from, you know, various decades, but it all is from, like, late 80s is when it kind of started and evolved into, we, we you know... This shit's just fucking... Sword Wielder just fucking brought that shit back. It's amazing, dude. Yeah, it's really good. I'm, I'm still going to stick with Axe Grinder as, like, that's probably the best of that bunch, but, like, goddamn. Can't be argued, honestly. Ah, uh, Sword Wielder. So are, good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then uh, Indian Nightmare, mm-hmm. Taking Back the Land. And I also wanted to tell you, you know, they had a release uh, last year. A new release. I think I might have missed that one. Yep. Uh, it's 2019. So kind of like a year ago, yeah, uh, they got a new release out. I haven't heard it yet, but I did stumble across it when I brought that up. Uh, last one, Corrupted and Phobia Split Seven Inch from 1999. Fucking killer shit, man. Uh, you sent me the the link to the download of all the Corrupted splits and B sides and mm-hmm. rarities and demos. Yeah. <laughs> there's actually someone uploaded something like that onto YouTube. It doesn't have quite as much as what you sent me, but it's pretty close. And that was one that stuck out. So because I was like, dude, corrupted did a split with Phobia in the '90s. Like, fuck, you know. So yeah, that's that's what I've been jamming. So, okay. uh, <laughs> what you been? Uh, <coughs> what have you been watching? Uh, just watching, uh, dude. It's been. Mostly slashers, man. Just I'm just dude run of the mill slashers lately. Uh, I obviously obviously did the three April Fools ones. Yeah. Uh, the Boogeyman, 1980, which is if we don't do an episode on that soon, I'm gonna fuck kill somebody. <laughs> Slow key, one of my favorite fucking movies of all time. Uh, what did I watch the other day? Uh, Intruder. Uh. I actually watched that one not too long ago. Yeah, it's a good one. That's a real good one, man. Yeah. It's top tier stuff. Uh, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I didn't really write any of them down. Um, right now we're wrapping up Dead Next Door. I just had that playing in the background, so there's that. And... Uh, <laughs> I got nothing. That's that's about uh, that's about yeah. That's about it, man. I mean, I'm sure, there's more, but well, I know one of the ones I'm gonna say is one of the ones you've watched and you haven't talked on it yet. Fucking, I watched uh, Death Carries a Cane. 
God damn it, that movie's great. Yeah, you're right, man. I forgot about that, dude. I knew you. I knew you dig that one too. It's so good. Yeah, it's really. I'm gonna give it another. Uh, give it another spin tomorrow. Uh, so watch that. Um, what have you done to your daughters? What have they done to your daughters? Which is by the same director who did. Uh, what have they done to Solange? Okay. Um. Awesome fucking movie. Fucking pretty like sleazy factor but not like not really in like what's being done because they don't really show much of that but it's like conversation wise uh, it's like pretty fucking like grimy man really 70s yeah I was gonna say cause like came out I wanna say was it a a year or two years after what have you done to Solange okay it's so like mid 70s yeah I was gonna say cause like there's some really creepy shit that goes on in the original town that dreaded sundown that isn't shown, but they talk about it. Mm. It's like if that was actually in the movie. Yeah. Yikes. Well, this one like which has to do with based on a true story too, which is like fucking, yeah. This one has to do with like high school like girls being like prostitutes basically. Oh yeah. So they're like sixteen. Yeah. Meeting with like old dudes and like they're listening. The cops get like recordings from it, and it's like dudes like hey so. Yeah, why don't you spread your legs? Ugh, like, dude, it's like, dude, it's so dude. grimy, man. Good God. Like, I've always, like, I've heard about it, like, oh, it's so fucking sleazy, and I'm thinking it's going to be, like, visually, like, a lot of these movies, like, kind of, like, sleazy. Yeah. It's, like, not so much that, but those fucking conversations, man. Yeah, that's, <laughs> like, holy sometimes shit, even dude, worse, it's man. grimy. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, let's watch those. Um, I fucking popped in Phenomena. Oh, great, cool. It's been a minute since I watched that. Cool, yeah. Yeah, that's an unsung hero, man. I mean, you got Jennifer Conley and Donald Placence, and a killer soundtrack makes for a pretty goddamn good movie. Some people fucking are do not like that Argento put in like Maiden and Motorhead and crew and crew. Yeah, great movie, great soundtrack. Fuck them. Smiths are in there too, I think. Right? Yeah, like, like a whole ta- fucking weird thing. Well, that- people talk shit about demons doing the same thing, or maybe I'm thinking demon. One of them had the Smiths and like some new wave stuff in there. I don't know. Uh, yeah, Demons. I think it's... I Sat- no, Saxon was Saxon in was fucking in, yeah. Phenomena. A couple others, but yeah. Yeah. Billy Idol, I think. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I'm mixing up Demons and Phenomena, because Demons had like some new wave stuff in there and yeah. some other shit, but yeah. People got all salty about shit like that, because it's like, oh, these type of movies shouldn't have that Americanized music. Oh, man. If I had my way, man, if I had like a like a blank check... Uh, like on my last day, I'd sign that fucker to have someone lower me in the ground to Jennifer Conley running through the woods with a flash of the blade playing, because that might be fucking. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's like let's do it, let's do it. <laughs> Fuck yeah, man. Uh, then uh, let's see. The last uh, last two I watched: Sleepaway Camp two and three. Excellent, man. Yeah, I I like in the last year I've turned more to the third one over the second one. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say I like it more than the second one, but I mean, let's just throw it out there. The first one's going to is always going to be the best one. But it always comes up between 2 and 3, and most people choose 2. I think I might too, but the third one, god damn it. I just like the last year or two I'm like, fuck, that's a fucking awesome movie, man. I like it. It's not bad. <clears throat> fucking uh fucking husband yeah, from like Tango and Cash and shit. That guy's in there like Scrooged. Yeah, and Scrooge <laughs> shaking yeah. his belt buckles, Playboy oh, belt buckle. <laughs> that's no way to talk, sweet pea. I fucking love that guy, man. And then uh, 
the hot chick from Night of the Demons and uh, fucking dude and uh, what's 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 uh, what's his name the, the punk kid with the graffiti and shit oh yeah in the movie something boy sick boy or snowboy 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 from Chicago <laughs> yeah it's fucking great it's like what's your name Arab you got a last name do I need one <laughs> Riff, Detroit. <laughs> Riff's, Riff brings the fucking heat, dude. He's got a nine mil in his fucking tent. And she's like, turn it down. He's like, what? <laughs> I love that fucking movie. It's great, dude. It's really good. And the kills, I think, are better in the third one than the second one. I think the second one's a better movie, but the kills in the third one are, like, better to me. I actually just inboxed, like, a random dude that I follow on Instagram. Forgive me for not remembering your name. He posted something and I inboxed him like, dude, it was about Sleepaway Camp 3. And I'm like, dude, I'd really fucking low-key love that movie just as much as the second one. He's like, you know what? I never really thought about it. And we had like a text back and like a DM back and forth for like 15 minutes. And I'm like, dude, that, that lawnmower kill and the hands behind the back dropped from a flagpole on your fucking head. And like, just, it's great, man. Like, I fucking love it, man. And he's like, yeah, you know what? Maybe I'll give it another shake. Because I think he was like going along the lines of three's cool, but it's never going to be as good as two. And I'm like, wait a minute, man. <laughs> wait a minute. Maybe you need to watch three a few more times. Two holds a spot in my heart because I remember going to my friend's house for a sleepover for his birthday, and his mom took us to the video store and let us rent whatever. Mm-hmm. So we we're like, what seventh? What did I say? It was like middle. Seven, it was like seventh, seventh, sixth or seventh grade, and um. I remember us grabbing Sleepaway Camp 2 because the cover, it's Angela holding the sack, and there's, like, every weapon and mask and glove and shit from all the big oh, yeah. movies. So we're like, well, this has fucking everything. Oh, yeah. Well, that caught everyone's eye. And we fell in I mean, I fell in love with watching it, and that, was, it, that memory stuck with me. And then when I really started getting into horror movies, it's like I really I went back and visited that, and I'm like, fuck yeah, it just brought back memories. Oh, yeah. Well, the movie's good, too. Like, it's a fun watch just as itself even if it didn't have that yeah. artwork but oh the, yeah yeah that's what prompted you know you got Leatherface you got yeah who Jason knows if, if that shit wasn't on there I don't know when I would have who knows when I would have initially saw it yeah because the the, the slip as the, a fucking like 12 year old 11 year old oh yeah yeah that's probably why you, I rented it the first time was because I see I'm like well why am I not gonna rent there's a hockey mask and a Freddy's glove and a chainsaw it's gotta be good and then, like, oh, compared to the third uh, artwork on Wasteland, yeah, that ain't going to grab you. <laughs> that second one will, though. But I think that's why a lot of people more connect with the second one than the third one. But I love the third one when you really get into the movie. It's fucking, fucking good. Great. Yeah. Really good, man. Fucking, the third one, like, wears itself on its sleeve. Yeah. Like, it's, it's fucking bustable, pulls away, and it's like, Angela's back. Oh my god! It's fucking spray painted. That riff comes in. It's fucking just. Oh my god, man! Not to mention the soundtracks of the second and third one, like Obsession and Anvil and shit. Oh yeah, John Atlin, like the John Atlin tracks on both of those movies are pure fire, dude. Like, God, man. Yeah. And then straight between the eyes is the second one, like Anvil. Like fuck yeah, dude. So, yeah, dude, much love for the whole fucking Sleepaway Camp franchise. They're all good, but the first one's just can't be topped. First one is just can't be topped. Mm-hmm. It's always the first one, and then 
where are you going with the second and third? Don't even lump in the first one with the other two because it's standalone, like, one of the greatest slashers of all time. It's never going to be fucking topped. I feel like Return to Sleepaway Camp needs to be thrown in this argument. I think that needs to be burned and fucking <laughs> forgotten. Like, why couldn't that have been a thing, like, back in, like, fucking the time where they were burning books and shit? Like, just destroy all copies. I, I owned it and gave it away to somebody. Like, here, take it, dude. I own it. I watched it once. Sucks balls, dude. It's so bad. The fucking annoying kid who always says, like, eat my ass. I didn't even make... Maybe I made it that far. I don't know. I made it, like, 20 minutes in. Yeah, he's in the beginning. He's, like, the, he's annoying. He's, like, the fucking annoying, like, bratty, like, bully type kid. He's like, eat my ass. Yeah. He says it, like, fucking five times at least. Angela with her fucking prosthetic nose. It's so bad, and it's dude. It's blatantly a prosthetic nose. It's like, <laughs> what's worse, Return to Sleepaway Camp or Creepshow Three? Oof. I think the fact that people don't even know Creepshow Three exists. Yeah. Yeah, my fuck. People oh my will bitch about online about uh, Shutter's Creepshow series, and it's like, bro, have you seen Creepshow three? Oh, dude, it could be that. I'll take Creepshow. The series, th- the series is not as bad if you no. think about Creepshow three. Creepshow three. Oh my god, that's like not even watchable. It's not. There's no in the return to re, re, the return of Boogeyman. <laughs> Motherfucker, dude. The like just to go back about ten minutes when I said that. Boogeyman is low key. It really is. Like Boogeyman 1980 is one of the, my favorite movies ever made. It always will be. It's a it's a hybrid of like Halloween and Amityville. It's like a weird supernatural slasher mix hybrid with a killer score and a good fucking everything. Return to Boogeyman is fucking came out in the 90s and it was just clips from Boogeyman. And a chick, like, laying in a bathtub, talking. It's pretty much the Silent, Silent Night, Night, Deli Deli Night, Night 2. 2. Yeah, <laughs> but way worse because the second one at least had, like, some redeemable value of him, like, going nuts and killing people and shit. Day. Yeah, at least it had that. People remember that, dude. Nobody remembers Return of Boogeyman. And there's a fucking reason for it, dude. And I remember distinctly... 10 years ago when I was like on Twitter because I thought I was cool I was like dude friends do not let friends watch Return of Boogeyman and I fucking meant that shit I wanted to stamp that fucking thing pin it to the top (laughs) of the page so bad dude so stay away from that and it came as a double feature with the Boogeyman a DVD it was like oh Boogeyman and not Boogeyman 2 which is not bad they skipped past that they didn't, get the, they didn't get the rights no, to No, if it would have been... Yeah, if it would have been <laughs> Boogeyman and Boogeyman 2, which is not... The Boogeyman 2 is different than Return of Boogeyman. There's three Boogeymans. The first one is one of the greatest movies ever made, in my eyes. The second one, not bad. Pretty cool. Third one, eat my ass. <laughs> to quote fucking douchebag from uh, fucking Return to Sleepaway Camp. Okay, fuck that shit. It's so bad. So I'm thinking, oh, I get two movies for one. Cool. Well, there's only one movie on here because if I could find a way to take a key and scrape the outer edge of the second movie off of my disc, I would do it. See, I think we need to bring in uh, Mr. Boogity into this conversation. <laughs> Mr. Boogity. Boogity, boogity, boo! Uh, <laughs> that movie 
is still fucking amazing. Have you ever have you seen that? I have you seen it? I don't know. You okay? It was a Disney movie, like one of their like when they would make movies for TV for like whatever fucking channel did that back in the day, like the Sunday evening movie or whatever. Mister Boogity. And it was like they buy this house in fucking uh, New England, wherever, and um, it's haunted by this ghost from fucking like Pilgrim times. And there's fucking green footprints on the walls and shit. You've never seen Mr. Boogity? Dude, I haven't even dipped into my edible cannabis, and you're fucking me up right now. Okay, you need to see Mr. Boogity. I'll man. Google it, I guess. You, um, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I'll fucking, take your word for it, man. You need to fucking watch it, man. Jesus. You need to fucking watch it, dude. I Okay. Fucking right. Devil Make Devil make Care Reality, I think. Devil Make Care Reality, yeah. Fucking Slasher Dave used Devil Make Care Reality for one of his la- other uh, little things he slid into one of his records. Okay. The last ones I got. Okay. He, he got the well. fucking deed to the house. It was from Devil Make Care Reality, and it was the same fucking logo from Mr. Boogity. Okay, well. He posted, he was like, anybody know what this is from? And I just responded like, boogity, boogity, boo. <laughs> Fuck, man, yeah. Yeah, no, that's I, at that time I was probably watching like Charlie Brown goes to the haunted chateau or some shit. You know what I mean? Or I don't even know. My man. grandma had it taped like VHS recorded off TV. That, that's when I saw it, and it was like ABC's lineup. On it was Sunday. like it was ABC's yeah. like, Di- uh, like Walt Disney movie of the night or whatever the fuck it was they used to do. Yeah, yeah. And then I think there's Return of the Boogity, and I never seen Return of the Boogity. <laughs> yes. Well, I'll, I'll look, I'm just I'll, adding movies into conversations. That I'll I feel look into it. They, uh, they have like a very thin hair connection. I'll see what I can do for you. <laughs> so stay posted and stay tuned. So they beat the okay. They 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 are at one point because the dad is like practical Joker guy type of thing. That's his job. He makes these things. They have a vacuum that shoots out things, and he's fucking shooting out foam balls at the boogity man. <laughs> God, this sounds like a blast, dude. First off, it is. Secondly, you got to go in knowing it's a Disney movie. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, obviously. It's... I watched it when I was like eight, and then I watched it last year for like the first time in like 20 years, and I'm like, the flame is still burning. It's that eternal flame. <laughs> it's still good. It's that eternal flame. Yeah. Well, yeah, maybe I'll uh, check that out eventually at one point. Maybe you might have to force me to watch it <laughs> against my will one day. It's like an hour long, maybe an hour twenty. That's because cool. it was like one of those like, like I said, yeah, they played down fucking TV back in the day. Right on. So, <laughs> on that note, <laughs> boogity boogity boo. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck me. The dad. So there's. <laughs> And there's, there's more, looking, and there's more. There, there's green. Okay, so I told you about the green footprints on the wall. Yeah. The dad goes up to him and actually pulls one off the wall. And he's like, these are fucking great. And he takes them all and he puts them on his body. He's like, I could sell these. Oh, my God. You're fucking nuts. Dude, you got to see nuts. this. Maybe I, I like it so much because I saw it when I was a little kid. And it's one of those well, you had to see it when you were young. Just oh, like yeah. Ashley hates the labyrinth yeah. because she only she saw it when she was older so she sees it as a straight up fucking pedophile movie yeah she's pointed that out quite a few times and I totally get where she's coming from <laughs> so do but I. I seen it but I seen it when I was a kid and the yeah. Jim Henson aesthetic is fucking enough to just be like this is That's the greatest me. movie yeah. I'm not even paying attention to fucking 
Billy or what's his name? Not Billy. David David, David Bowie. Bowie. Well, yeah, I mean, with his fucking giant codpiece, trying to get a sixteen-year-old baby like to be see that be never queen. occurred to me. I'm it's looking just, at all the fucking puppets and yeah, shit. Yeah, me too, man. It's like you had the labyrinth, never-ending story. You had fucking uh, the witches. Which she needs to watch that. She did. I watched. Did she watch like it? it? Yeah, she liked it. Oh, it's fucking killer, dude. Jim Henson, fucking R.I.P. Son, that was my shit back in the day, man. Yeah, I remember watching like that fucking cluster the, of movies he made, dude, and then the, just the Muppets in general. Like killer. watching the Labyrinth with her for the first time, she's like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, no, it makes. She's sense. like, "How is this?" I'm like, "What?" She's like, "Dude, yeah. this is a grown ass man trying to get a 16 year old girl." And he's got his just bulge fucking everywhere. I mean, all these goddamn songs. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. I saw this when I was like 10. <laughs> I'm like, I, I get it. I totally get where you're coming oh, from yeah, now. yeah, yeah. No, for sure, man. You got to play the troll toll. Where this boy's soul. Can you spit out the gum? Spit out the gum. <laughs> I am here. They say the world's your oyster. Man, but oysters ain't for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, we're we're about to party it up, man, so we'll fucking let you guys go, man. Until the next time, dude. We got some shirts. We're out of mediums. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, our shirts are running low, guys, so if you want some of our new shirts, you got to hit up that site soon because I don't, yeah, they're, they're, they're running low. Yeah, we got we got some left. Just hit us up if you want one. Yeah, we got some other shit coming soon. So. Hit us up on those uh, those social medias, those internets. Internets. Just, just search us with podcasts at the end. Yeah, offering podcast. You'll find us. We're there. Yeah. <laughs> see you guys. All right, see you guys later.